0: A patient in your office describes the knee pain they've been feeling for an extended period of time. You order an MRI and it comes back showing a meniscal tear. New research is telling us that these meniscal tears may be more common than we realize. Furthermore, is the meniscal tear really the source of your patient's knee pain? You are listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, professor of surgery and practicing general surgeon, and our guest is Dr. David Felson, professor of medicine and epidemiology at the Boston University School of Medicine and Public Health. Dr. Felson is the senior author of research published in the New England Journal of Medicine on the incidental meniscal findings on knee MRI in middle-aged and older adults. Welcome, Dr. Felsen. Thank you. So, Dr. Felson, it appears that damaged meniscal cartilage may not be linked to knee pain. Tell us what your data is all about.
1: In our study, we obtained MRIs on about 1,000 persons in Framingham, Massachusetts, a community-based sample that had no more or less knee pain than the general population does. These folks were mostly age 50 and over, and many of them turned out to have meniscal tears on their knee MRIs. And of those, most had no knee symptoms, had no knee pain.
0: So what does this mean?
1: Well, it means that meniscal tears are very common incidental findings in the community, and they don't necessarily relate to the presence of knee pain. They tend to be more common as we get older, especially men, older men, majority of older men, age 60 and over, have meniscal tears on their MRIs. And I'm not sure that they are findings that we need to necessarily do anything about.
0: Well, then let's say you have a patient who has knee pain, and they have a meniscal tear, how can you differentiate that pain coming from the meniscus or from, let's say, osteoarthritis?
1: There are probably two different types of meniscal tears, and we need to think about them using the patient's history as our clue. If the patient tells us that they had a recent acute injury, including one that might have occurred with a twisting activity or where they were injured by someone else knocking into them and twisting their knee, then that and their pain developed as a consequence of that injury right after the injury, then that sounds like a meniscal tear. And if the MRI shows evidence of a tear present, then it's very likely that that tear and the pain and the injury are all related. On the other hand, most of the tears we saw have probably been there for months or years. The injury that might have initially precipitated those tears is long gone and not remembered. And those tears probably aren't related to pain at all. So there are two different types of people here. One is a person whom we can usually identify who comes to our office with nuanced pain after a noticeable injury and has an MRI that shows a tear that's probably an acute one, even in the context sometimes of mild osteoarthritis. And then there's the, another one who just has pain and has pain for a while, doesn't remember any particular type of injury, especially a twisting injury, and whose X-ray and MRI show evidence of osteoarthritis. And in the context of that osteoarthritis, on the MRI, there's also a meniscal tear. And that tear probably is not a source of pain and shouldn't necessarily trigger any particular type of treatment.
0: In a non-traumatic scenario, does a meniscal tear generate an inflammatory response?
1: It does generate a small amount of inflammatory response based on information we've got the synovium gets a little bit beefier when there's a meniscal tear there, but that's generally something that we see in acute tears. In osteoarthritis, there's a little bit of a beefy synovium in most people, and it isn't clear whether the meniscal tear that's also present in those people has anything to do with that beefier synovitis that's mild that might be occurring in those patients.
0: So do you think that in the past, perhaps too many meniscectomies or partial meniscectomies were performed?
1: I do think that too many meniscectomies were performed just in these kinds of patients. In patients who really had chronic meniscal tears, an underlying joint environment where they have osteoarthritis. And that removing part of the meniscus really does them no service. And in fact, when you remove part of the meniscus, you change the biomechanics of the knee in a way that is often very unhealthy to the knee and can create more problems than existed before. So it's it's really not indicated to do any kind of surgery in patients with chronic meniscal tears whose joints are affected by osteoarthritis.
0: Are the tears in of themselves different from a traumatic versus a non-traumatic situation?
1: sometimes the tears look different. In young people who get tears, the tears on MRI and, and on surgery are, are very different in their location and their orientation. In older people, there's often a tear that extends through a degenerated area of meniscus, and those acute versus chronic tears are hard to tell the difference. It's hard to tell the difference on MRI between one and the other. The, the difference that it's really best discerned by taking a careful history.
0: Well, why wouldn't some of these tears that are asymptomatic, why wouldn't they hurt?
1: Well, the meniscus is mostly avascular and aneural, so there's no reason why a tear through the body of the meniscus would hurt anybody. If it releases a lot of detritus into the joint or junk that needs to be ingested by the synovium, I guess they could trigger a synovitis, but there's a lot of other similar material floating around in an osteoarthritic joint that can trigger synovitis, and it isn't clear that the meniscal tear is a major component of that.
0: Does it matter if the medial or lateral meniscus is involved or both?
1: Well, tears in, in both meniscus seem to be common as incidental findings, but they're more common in the medial side. The lateral side tends, if anything, to have more acute tears that cause problems. Although acute tears are still more common in the medial side than the lateral side, if you see a lateral meniscal tear, it may more often reflect an acute injury problem.
0: If you have just joined us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and our guest is Dr. David Felsen, professor of medicine and epidemiology at the Boston University School of Medicine and Public Health. We are discussing incidental meniscal findings on knee MRI. Dr. Felson, then what do we do with a patient who presents with knee pain and does not have a history of acute trauma?
1: You don't assume that that knee pain is from their meniscal tear that you might see incidentally on their MRI and try to grapple with the underlying disorder that's causing them and that's causing the pain. And usually in an older person, that turns out to be osteoarthritis. So it translates into a question of how do you treat the patient's osteoarthritis.
0: Well, let's go back. You mentioned MRI. In the patient that doesn't have an acute trauma to the knee, should we be getting MRIs as an early test or should this be delayed until we really have a diagnostic dilemma?
1: Well, since there's nothing you're really going to find on that MRI that you would do anything about in a patient with chronic knee pain, there's really no reason to get an MRI in that patient. An x-ray sometimes is helpful to make sure that the process is osteoarthritis and that there's not something like a fracture present that would need to be treated differently.
0: So do you think at this point we might be decreasing the number of MRIs that we get as a a knee-jerk reaction, no pun intended, in these patients? I would hope so.
1: I'm not sure what they're telling us that we're going to do anything about.
0: So if you have a patient that has chronic knee pain and you do do an MRI and you see some meniscal tears and the patient says, well, doctor, uh, my relatives all had partial meniscectomies or total meniscectomies or whatever, what would you tell that patient?
1: i gently and carefully tell them that they may not need a meniscectomy or a partial meniscectomy or some kind of surgery that we need to try to manage this without operating on them to see if we can make them better.
0: Do you think that these small tears in the meniscus have any significance at all in the function of this patient or the pain and discomfort in their knee? I
1: suspect they do have important consequences in that meniscal tears are likely to cause osteoarthritis to progress perhaps more rapidly than it might otherwise. Meniscal tears per se are not related to pain when they're chronic. But to the extent that they cause osteoarthritis accelerate and osteoarthritis itself is painful, they may be a problem. So I'm not sure that the story here is entirely over. We may have more exploration and appreciation for what meniscal tears are and what they do to the joint to learn.
0: What specifically would you like to have answered in terms of the future research?
1: Well I think it would be helpful to know whether those tears that we're seeing incidentally that aren't painful cause such problems in the knee that we might need to evaluate doing something about them, even though what we do about them may not be the same or with at all the same rationale as what's been done in the past.
0: Do you ever advise arthroscopy as a diagnostic study in of itself when MRI might not be conclusive?
1: Sometimes MRI is not 100% diagnostic of a meniscal tear in a patient with an acute trauma. And in such circumstances, I have advocated arthroscopy and sent my patients to our local arthroscopists for further investigation.
0: Does someone who has a meniscal tear from trauma, can that ever be treated non-operatively?
1: Yes, it can. So meniscal tears can occur in different parts of the meniscus. And the outer edge of the meniscus, the outer fourth or so, is vascular. And if the person is young, it's conceivable that that tear can heal on its own with partial weight-bearing and perhaps no arthroscopic intervention. That's not been well-studied, but it's certainly possible, and I think we've all seen patients who had a meniscal tear but seemed to have done well without surgery, and I strongly suspect that those patients had some kind of gradual and spontaneous
0: healing. What would make you decide, a patient comes to your office with a painful knee following trauma and a meniscal tear is found on MRI, what would make you determine whether they go to surgery or not go to surgery?
1: Well, I tend to encourage patients to go to surgery if they have a meniscal tear following trauma. I think the type of patient where I'd be less forceful about it are ones who have no mechanical symptoms, so they're not locking, catching, or giving way, and patients where the pain is relatively mild. So they had an injury. I think it might have been a meniscal tear. Their pain is plus-minus. It's tolerable to them. They're able to do some things, and they're not having any trouble with their knee suddenly catching or locking in a way that suggests the meniscus is getting caught. In those types of patients, it would be very reasonable to have them just wait for a while, to have them avoid activities which might be injurious, and to see if their pain gradually gets better.
0: If you have a patient who is very active and does have a degree of osteoarthritis, and they have an injury and you get an MRI that shows a meniscal tear, how can you be sure that that tear is not just an incidental finding and their pain is from the osteoarthritis?
1: Well, in the context of osteoarthritis and without an acute injury history, I think you have to assume that the tear is probably just part of the osteoarthritis. Now, on the MRI, tears don't all look the same. And there are some that are really characteristic of acute trauma and not necessarily of an osteoarthritic type tear. And if one of those were present, that might also be evidence that this is a traumatic tear and needs an intervention that's not like my treatment of osteoarthritis. On the other hand, if it's in the context of a a joint where the MRI really shows osteoarthritis and the tear is what's called a degenerative tear, something that's an extension of a horizontal degeneration within the meniscus, then that really is more of a picture, a global picture of osteoarthritis where it's hard to make a case that the meniscal tear is causing its own problems.
0: We always think about traumatic, tears occurring in uh, football players or basketball players. What degree of trauma is necessary to cause a meniscal tear? Can it be minor trauma?
1: Yes. So the amount of trauma necessary is often minor, especially in an older joint where there's some laxity. And the tear in one of my patients was she leaned over to, to pick up her phone and turned toward her bed, and it was clear that that was the particular activity which caused her tear. So, yes, mild activities, especially torsional type activities, twisting activities, can cause tears. I think in younger, healthier knees, they often are a consequence of a much more major trauma.
0: And what is the integrity of the menisci when you get older? I mean, do they just naturally degenerate?
1: Osteoarthritis occurs both in the hyaline articular cartilage and in the fibrocartilage of the meniscus. They desiccate, they become easier to tear, and there are horizontal substance changes, mucoid changes within the meniscus that probably also make them more susceptible to tearing.
0: Is there any way that as we all age, we can protect our knee joints and our meniscus from damage from minor trauma?
1: I know of no way we can do that, and I think it's a wonderful question. Because if we did know of a way, we could prevent tears which probably cause subsequent structural damage to the knee and maybe a major cause of osteoarthritis.
0: I want to thank our guest, Dr. David Felsen. We've been discussing incidental meniscal findings on knee MRI. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com, featuring on-demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please call us toll-free at 888 MDXM 157 And thank you for listening.